season four. Season four. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's been four years that we've been doing this. I know. It's flowing by. And every year kind of ends the same. Not kind of. Every year does end the same. Right? Yeah. But season four, man, I can't believe that we've been doing this for this long. And I've never been more excited to start another journey, but never been less excited for the journey that's about to come. Well, that's kind of where I wanted to start this episode. But before we do that, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been with us along the way um, for all four of these seasons. Like we, the reason why, like we were able to persevere, like if I can get a little like philosophical on everybody for a second, you know, when you start one of these, it's, it's a journey. And for the first like little while, the only people who are watching slash downloading is your your family and your friends yeah and um we've we have a nice little following of people now who who reach out to us and we're hitting us up on our instagram asking like where's when are you guys starting the new season are you doing it again this year and like that really means a lot so so thank you thank yeah. you to everyone cheers yeah. cheers to you timmy's cheers timmy's cheers to you um okay We've got all kinds of things to talk about, like free agent signing and season expectations and all that. But I wanted to just simply start with, how are you feeling? Like, how are you feeling heading in to another season with this core? Um, do you want me to go first? Or do yeah, you, you go first, because okay. I might need uh, your opinion to formulate my opinion a little bit, because I'm kind of up in the air about it. I'm still pretty upset. I'm still pretty angry. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I I have a really hard time getting hyped. And they can do all the stuff they want. Poor Amazon can put out the all the all or nothing trailers that they want. And it, it's not going to have an impact on me. Like, I... I'm pretty down when it comes to this team. And and I want to I wanna say this off the top, too. As is the case with not only just the Maple Leafs, but I find in in the world these days, like there's two there's two different sides here, and I see a lot of people on on Twitter who are like upset at people like me and calling me negative and are like, you just got to support the guys, you got to support the team, and it's like, listen, I I will always be a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, no matter how many times they rip my heart out of my chest. I will always be a Maple Leaf fan and I'll always support them. Having said that, wanting to hold the the team, the players, the organization accountable for consistent failure, there's nothing wrong with that. And am I going to go am I going to go on Mitch Marner's Instagram like a psycho and start calling the guy names? No, of course not. Like that's ridiculous and if you're doing that, you're a goof. Am I going to heap praise and be like, oh my God, I'm so excited that everyone's back. I'm so excited for another season of Maple Leafs hockey. Like, no, I'm not going to do that because it's like, you guys, you guys effing blew it last year in the worst way. So it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and listen to like camp starts this week. I'm not going to sit there and just listen to take a shot, get out your favorite liquor. And a shot glass, okay? Pour it up and take a shot. Watch watch a uh, either a Sportsnet or a TSN highlight pack of training camp. Pour a shot and take one every time you hear the words killer instinct this week at camp. It's just like, 
put up or shut up, boys. Period. And so I'm I always love watching hockey. I love the Maple Leafs, but am I stoked for this season like I've been for previous seasons? No, I am not. Yeah, I'm with you. I I think I'm not that stoked. It it was bad, man. Like it was really bad. And trying to find the excitement, looking at the roster with the same core with losing a guy like Hyman and adding a bunch of dudes who really don't have much of a resume in the league. I'm going to, I'm going to try my best to put that playoff failure behind me. That is done. It sucked. It is the reason why we aren't excited for this season, but you know what? It's over. And we're starting season four of the podcast, yep. which which means we are going to watch this season of Maple Leaf hockey. We yep. have no choice. Yep. Being a fan of this team is in our blood. Yep. It's just the way it is. So for the people you were talking about who are like, oh, well, why, why are you down? Why are you negative? Their point of view is they still have the same core. They still have Austin Matthews, who's capable of scoring 50 goals a year. They still have Mitch Marner, even though he sucked in the playoffs is capable of getting 100 points a year. So they're saying that, you know what? They still have a good team. Yeah, they they failed. Tavares got hurt. It's another excuse that people use. But there's still a good group of core players who can put up numbers in this league. But the difference between this year and last year is the division is expanding. Oh, yeah. You're back so, in. You're, you're in the. Would you say that their division is the toughest division in hockey? Honestly, I've not gone through the rosters of every hockey team, but it, yeah, yeah. It, like in terms Inter- of top heavy, yes, yes. Like you're looking at the Boston Bruins and Tampa Bay Lightning. Like they're they're gonna make the playoffs. Yes, and you're looking at the Florida Panthers. So who like, will be there who will be neck and neck. If I'm gonna like not to not to cut you off, but if we're gonna like um, look into our crystal ball here, I see as per usual the Lightning and the Bruins at the top of the division and the Leafs and the Panthers battling it out for that third spot. And that, and like the Montreal Canadiens are still a pretty decent hockey team as well. You well, know? no, like, I'm just purposely not mentioning them to uh, troll the Habs fans who are still <laughs> commenting on our video. Man, uh, let me tell you something. You guys have earned the most sensitive fan base in the league label. You still commenting on a video from four months ago about the first round. Yeah, I know. You went to the cup fight. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, continue. So long Sorry. story short, yeah. I'm I'm not as excited as I have been in the past because we could always come up with positive things about an upcoming season. Due to last year, we're down, but we got to wipe the slate clean. We got to hope that guys, some of the new guys we're going to talk about today that were added to the roster are going to step up and fill in a role. For this team to make the playoffs, because it's not about winning a round for me. It's about making the playoffs. Now. Yes, yes. Because like, especially being back in your regular division. Forget, yes. Forget winning. Like everyone's like, oh, let's see until they win a round. Well, huh, yeah. You're getting a little ahead of yourself. You yeah. might need to, to make the playoffs. Yeah. So let's start clean. Let's start from scratch and let's do this thing all over again. <laughs> For 82 this year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> last, year, last year was 56. I know. I know. I know. And this year it's going to be 82. Uh, oh, man. What? We're, we're back to like February games in Arizona. 9 p.m. start. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it, their first like three games of the season. They play like San Jose. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like. <laughs> what, what are we doing? Ooh. <laughs> 
Ooh, uh, but we did God. complain about playing the Canucks nine times. It's true. So. You know what? That's a good point. Like, remember, one of my favorite things that you and I joke about is is at the, if you go back and look at our old episodes at the beginning of last year, and we're just like, oh, my God, the Canadian division. This is amazing. It's like the Vince McMahon uh, meme. And then, like, halfway through the season, I'm like, if I have to see the Calgary Flames one more time, I'm going to throw up. Yeah, I'm going to throw up yeah. is right. Especially how they wrapped that division pretty early. But yeah, yeah it, that was a pretty, uh, a take that went cold, cold pretty yes. quickly. Yeah, this is great. And then it's like, this is the shittiest thing I've ever watched in my entire life. Um, So if my excitement level heading into a new season is like tepid at best, my excitement level for this Amazon all or nothing documentary is ice why do i want to relive this like sure will, will there be some interesting like behind the scenes moments like will it be cool to see like kind of like their day-to-day in terms of how they travel or like sheldon keith's like pre-game between period and post-game speeches sure that'll be pretty cool but like w- the, the trailer is the best it's like will arnett and he's like something about being a leaf fan is like full of disappointment and yeah we lost again. It's like, how do you end? Like how that documentary is just going to end with them blowing a three, one series lead. You know what my opinion about that series is, but I'm going to leave all my on ice thoughts, uh, separately. I, I look down these, this roster of players that I have here. And it's like, I don't think any of these guys are like, you know, like I'm just, I'm almost scared to see what the dynamic is in the dressing room. Yeah. Cause you don't, you don't know. Yeah. So like, what if one of these guys just a little, little moke in yeah, there, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I just So you're scared to come out of it not being a fan of a yeah, certain guy? Yeah, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. you look at, like, take the Toronto Blue Jays, for example, right now. There's a couple guys on that roster where it's like, hey, Marcus Semien. There's no way Marcus Semien is not the coolest guy Yeah. And around. just just laser focused. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then you, you look at this team, it's like, okay, Wayne Simmons is obviously a beauty. Yeah. But, and, and Spezza. So, yeah. But, like, I'm afraid that I'm going to watch William Nylander in this documentary and, like, kind of hate him more than i already do <laughs> like you know that that's what i'm worried about i mean it will be cool anytime you get any behind the scenes stuff in sports is is awesome yeah. but i mean it, we know what happens it sucks but I, i'm just afraid they're gonna walk out of here being like i knew i hated that guy yeah it sucks <laughs> yeah i am um, we'll have to wait and see like obviously i'm gonna watch it like for and we'll 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 do quick my, I think the plan will be like at the beginning of each episode, we'll kind of just do five minutes. On well, like, it's good, it's good on content for us. Yes. You know, yeah. What if it's like really good? Yes. And like we yeah. actually like it. Yeah. You know, that's also a possibility. It's true. We're just going in like pretending like we're going to hate this thing. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. what if after one episode, it's like, yeah, like they're losers, but you know what? That actually wasn't that bad. No. Like, Amazon's no joke. No. You know, like no. they they probably got some good, good footage, good, good content. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, free agent acquisitions because we haven't really done uh, an episode in, um, since then to talk about these things. So um, two names that I wanted to discuss, and then we can get into the Michael Buntings and the David Camps and that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> is the shutdown new shutdown fourth line center? Who the hell is that? Who who are those guys? David Camp. Hmm. I don't know if you Never listen, heard of him. If you listen to Kyle Dubas, Michael Bunting is the savior. Oh yeah, he'll he'll tell you right to your face that <laughs> Michael Bunting is is what they've been missing. All right, sorry Kyle, you just love you, but you you just put it on a tee for us. Yeah. Um, Peter Morazic really liked this. Um, 
I think we all knew at the end of the season Freddie was leaving. Um, and then we talked about it on our last episode that our opinion was you go the tandem route with Jack Campbell and a guy who can like they can literally almost split the load like probably 60 40 like 60 Campbell 40 Mirazik so this was the perfect guy to pick up um they got him on a good contract 3.8 million cap hit um for three years yeah so what are you clearly I think based on the way he performed last year Jack Campbell is your is your you're one, even though, like I said, this is going to be a one, one, a situation, I think. So like, how are you going into the season? Are you, are you, um, going with that ratio, like a 60, 40 Campbell, or are you like, what What are you doing? If I was Sheldon Keefe, I would not have a, a, a number in my head of a percentage of the playing time. You're going to give Jack Campbell the starting game because Jack Campbell was, his numbers were off the charts last year. And I thought he was pretty good in the playoffs. Yep. Like I thought he was pretty good. And, but Jack Campbell, obviously has never played a full season as a starting goalie, you know, like Freddie Anderson, he was done here, but the dude was a workhorse. He played basically a full season for like three straight seasons, like nonstop goaltending. Yeah. So they go out and get Morazic add a little depth. And I think it's just, it's just going to be who's, who's playing better. Like if Jack Campbell goes out and sucks the first two games, then P- Peter Morazic's going to go in. Yep. And if he plays well, then he's going to run with it. Yep. And it's nice to have the option. Like, it's not like you have like, oh, it's not like you have like a brutal backup, like Garrett Sparks. Like, you know, you know, both these guys are capable of playing NHL goalie, but I think it's going to be who who's the hot hand, who's playing well. I don't think there's any plan of how much they want to play one guy against another guy. It's about who's stopping the puck right now. And that's the guy who's going to play. Yeah. And, and you have a better option with two guys who may not be Andre Vasilevsky level of goalie, but. They're both NHL goalies who can get the job done. So whoever's the hot hand, that's who you go with. Um, I agree. I would say that's that's perfectly put. Talk to me about the Nick Ritchie signing. I know that you liked this one. Um, I, I like I, I liked it because obviously he's a big body, yeah. right? Like it's nice to always have a big body and a guy like he had a pretty okay offensive season. I know a lot of Leaf Nation's gonna hate this guy because he's big. He's not that fast, yeah. but. <sighs> Like I, I would rather them go out and get a guy who's six foot, whatever he is. He's like two hundred and thirty five pounds, yeah. who just mashes dudes yeah. like so many hits. Then go out and get a little shrimpy boy who's going to play on Tavares's line, who's five foot seven, who sucks. <laughs> you know, like I, I like how they at least like take a chance on a guy who's big. You know, but and then, Ryan, the the guy, the five foot seven guy's possession numbers are through yeah, the roof. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and. I remember Rich Richie's Richie's like around my age. I remember like he was like a big guy in triple A hockey back in the day and used to go like watch his GTHL team play. So it's kind of cool seeing him like f- come back full circle and now playing for the Leafs. So yeah. I know he's a hometown guy and uh, I just want to see that guy crunch some dudes. Yeah, I, I liked it. It's the type of guy who um, he's also a guy who can play in the league like like right now, like not saying that Wayne Simmons can't, but I think we all look at Wayne Simmons as a guy like, you know, he got hurt last year and he, when he came back, he was never the same. And he's a guy who he's on the back nine of his career. Yeah. If Wayne Simmons can stay healthy, yeah, he's, he'll be a very impactful player for, for what he's getting paid and what he needs to do. But you go down with a six week wrist injury or whatever he had last year. He's done. He can't come back from yeah. that. So, so anytime uh, you add a little bit of more toughness to please guys like me and you who, 
I, I'm down. And, it, and you didn't, you didn't, you didn't break your back signing this guy. You know, no, so. no, no, two point five million. Yeah, how many years is this deal? Two years. So that's pretty, pretty low risk, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, some of the other, the other names who you and I and and we kid here, folks, but like the Michael Buntings, the David. I had Camps. to Google Michael Bunting. Well, he. So if you look at Michael Bunting. Okay. Who the hell is Michael Bunting? Michael Bunting played last year in the Arizona organization. They signed him. It's a two-way deal. It's nine hundred and fifty grand. It's pretty low risk. If he plays, if he if if he comes up and he plays and he contributes, he's like a like a, think of him as like a Pierre Engvall. Like like if he comes up and he plays and he contributes, he'll be in the lineup. And if not, they can put him down. Um, they they can bury him in the Marlies with no hit against their cap so yeah I, I yeah we joke about not knowing who any of these guys are but they had to go out and take a chance on some dudes and man i hope that michael bunting goes out and plays out of his mind yeah that, that's what that's what they need yes and they need D- the david camps of the world to come in and be a solid fourth line center option at 1.5 million yeah so yeah. they kind of go out this they, is the way they've constructed their roster yeah, yeah because you have to take chances on dudes who aren't going to break your salary cap because they have no space so mm-hmm. They obviously did their scouting. They found some traits about these dudes that they think could fit in their lineup. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at these names. I, I'm looking at projected lines and where all these guys are going to fit in. And, and it just hit me that obviously the big boys got to got to perform. But you, you got to like if these guys don't have like career years, even though some of them don't even have a career yet, but. They need to be play above their level yep. for this team to do anything in the playoffs, in the regular season. Like Michael Bunt, if Michael Bunting sucks yep. and you can't put him in the lineup, what do you, what do you do? What are you going to do? Like, like you look down, like, like if you look at like the, the left wing options right now for the, for the top line. Okay. Like, isn't Bunting like yeah, slotted in on the slotted. top line? I think he's going to start camp on the top. Yeah. line. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. And then, and then you put, so you have Marner, Matthews, Bunting. You have Tavares, Nylander, and maybe Richie. Richie. Yeah. And then you hope that Nick Nick Robertson's a big yes, key to yes, this year yes, as well yes, for yes. a guy who obviously you, wasn't signed in free agency. What but, do you say to people who um, – Nick Robertson's a really interesting case because you could make the argument that he could use another year of seasoning in the American Hockey League. But I'm – Kyle Dubas is – fighting for his job this year. Like yeah. if they if they flame out this year, he's gone. And uh, same with Shanny. So, do you put him in the lineup and say, "Yes. Yeah, and and say he gives us the best chance right now. We're not going to worry about giving him another year marinating." What, what, but like here's the, the thing that pisses me off is last year you can't just pull the guy up to play a couple games and take him out of the lineup. Yeah. It's it's like you can't you put him in the lineup and let him work it out. He might suck for a bit, but like you you got this guy who has an unbelievable scoring pedigree in, in junior hockey. Put him in the lineup and see what he could do. Like I I I like him. I think he's a good scrappy player. Yeah. So like you are you really gonna put some of these other losers ahead of your top <laughs> prospect? Like, you know, like put the guy in the lineup. <laughs> Same with Sandine, like Rasmus Sandine, too. He's another guy. It's just, what you're, you, he has no choice. Like, yeah. you don't have a luxury of talent anymore because you're finally feeling the effects of having your salary cap taken up by top players. So you're going to have to trust that your top prospects can, you can plug them into the lineup and they can contribute, or else you're not doing anything this year. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. 
One of the most exciting things about this new season of the Talking Buds podcast is once again, we are teaming up with the good people from Manscaped. And you smell that? That's autumn. Autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch. And our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure that you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming. If you know, if you know what we're saying. Pants pumpkins. Yeah, you got to be careful with those pants pumpkins. Yeah. Make sure you're keeping fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. My personal favorites, the Lawnmower 4.0 and the Weed Whacker. I don't know about you, but sometimes you got to get right in there and you got to you got to get those nose hairs out. The weed whacker is the most essential tool it absolutely in my bathroom. Because you know how many times I'm rolling down the road looking in that rear view and I just got a couple punkies coming coming out of my nose. Yeah. And then like you try to pull them and then you get all itchy and it hurts and you're like, could have used my weed whacker. So the weed whacker for me is essential. Another thing is the, uh, I know that we're both huge fans of the performance boxer briefs. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Very comfortable. If you want to be comfy, just sitting around doing any sort of exercise or even just relaxing, the briefs are legit. And I have a surprise for you that you don't even know about. If I go under here, I've got the Manscaped travel bag to hold your goodies. So when you're going away, you're going, you're having a nice weekend away with the significant other. You take your stuff, you put it in here. It's got the nice little Manscaped logo on the front of it. Look how classy this is. Like, look at this. This is like a gentleman's s- travel bag. I like the size of it, too. And it looks like for all the products that you will need, everything will fit in that bag. Well, that's another thing about the Manscaped um, tools is they, they're they so compact. Like yeah. Their efficiency is, is one of the number one priorities at Manscaped. And when you hold... The, specifically the lawnmower. Yeah. Like with the little LED light that you can get in and really see what you're doing down there. Because the last thing you want is to have an accident. Yeah. When, when you when you have the lawnmower in your hand, it, even just looking at it, feeling it, it just feels legit expensive, like a good piece of technology. You go and get one of those tr- cheap trimmers from the store. They're, yeah, they're just, just crap. Yeah. They sound weird. This thing is as legit as it gets. 100%. You know how you get this stuff? Tell me. You go to manscaped.com. You pick out what you want. You load up your cart. You go to checkout. And in the little insert promo code, you type in the buds and you get 20% off and free shipping. Free shipping. Worldwide. 20%. Like, because how many times you order something? And by the time they, they throw the shipping in there, oh. you're like, well, the shipping's just as much as the product yeah, I'm buying. Makes me sick. But if you use promo code the buds, the you get buds. Free shipping. T H E B U D S. That buds. is how you get your hands on these top notch men's grooming products from Manscaped. Manscaped.com, promo code the buds, 20% off and free shipping worldwide. Check it out. Ah. <sighs> All right. Um, Austin Matthews had wrist surgery. Uh, he was on uh, 31 Thoughts and revealed that he might not be ready to go to start the season. Like he said, he said, hopefully be ready for game one. 
So uh, the word that stands out there is hopefully. So you could be starting playing the first little bit of your season without your your superstar center. I mean, he's been injured before. We've yeah. seen their lineup without him in it before. And they've won games without him. I, I'm not, I don't care about this. Yeah, They, they obviously didn't want to have any sort of surgery on his wrist. That didn't work out. Yeah. Had to get it. It is what it is, you know. Like people are like, why didn't he have it closer to the beginning of the off season? It's like because you just don't know no, what's going yeah, on. Yeah, like you're just an idiot who sits on his couch and reads the news. You don't know what's going on. Yeah, you know. So it's he clearly tried to work through it. Yeah, decided they, someone like, yeah. clearly said that like we don't really want you to have this if you don't need it because yeah. of like the recovery time or whatever you're gonna miss out. And then turns out they didn't really have an option. So that it is what it is. What is he gonna miss? Four games max. Yeah. Like it's it's not the end of the but world. But what do you think about missing camp? Missing camp is always a concern because if you start, you start like a few steps well, behind he, he everybody. Can, he can skate. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's a wrist surgery. It's not like that's going to keep him off his feet. Yeah. If as long as he can keep his feet moving during camp, I trust the guy can score without practicing in camp. He's probably the best goal scorer in the goddamn league. Yeah. So I'm not worried about him getting his shot laser focused. It's as long as he can get on his feet on a pair of skates and get some conditioning in on the ice, that's fine with me. He's 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 he'll be fine. He'll be fine. If he has to miss a couple games, so be it. He had to get his wrist surgery. It was nagging him. Would you rather have a guy who you know is going to be 100% healthy coming out of this or do you want him going into the season with with a nagging wrist problem? It's like I don't want that. Yeah. So they had to do what they had to do and if he might, he's going to miss time then whatever. Um Another thing that I I wanted to table with you that's been um, a big topic of discussion over the offseason is, listen, Kyle Dubas has got a lot of um, praise, and he also gets a lot of crit- criticism, rightly so, on um, both sides. Like, you and I were talking, like, before we came on here, we were talking about, like, on the, on the praise side, TJ Brody, great signing. On the criticism side, Wasa Matthews for five years. Yeah. Um, one thing that he did, we just saw play out um, that was unacceptable in my opinion was letting Zach Hyman walk for nothing. And Morgan Riley is going into the final year of his deal. And he's, he hasn't been extended and he was not traded over the offseason. Yeah. And Kyle Dubas has is developing a track record here of letting key players leave yeah, but for nothing. Are you talking are you are you going to go back to Bozak and Van Riemsdyk cuz that was that was Lou. Yeah, no, I know that. that but when I hear people talk about this, they reference those two guys and it's like that was Lou. Yeah, it was, but okay, fine. That's fair. Wasn't but, it? Yeah, it was. That's fair. But let's talk about let's talk about but Hyman specifically. Like, and Morgan Riley has been, even if, okay, even if he'd never done it before, yeah. it's still an unacceptable situation to be in with one of your cornerstone pieces of your franchise. Like, it is. And so it's like, we're going to, what are we going to do here? Like, what are we going to do? Like, you, you could have started negotiations this offseason and signed him to an extension and maybe got him in. A, what if he goes out this year and has an unreal year? Hope so. And then at the end of the year, he's like, I want eight and a half. The Rob, it doesn't matter if he has a good year or a bad year. That's probably what he's going to have to get no matter so, what. So, like, okay. Like, I think if, if like, seven, five is, like, out of the blocks, you know? Like, yeah. I don't think he's getting anything lower than that. Yeah. Like, no way. 
for this team, for he's the number one defenseman on this on this hockey team. Yeah. Like, what are they gonna do without him? Like, that's, well, that's what that's yeah. what I want to know. So, and and for for Zach Hyman, them letting him walk, they they dominated their division last year. Yeah. They should have won that series. They should have gone further in the playoffs. You can't exactly deal Zach Hyman through one of the best regular seasons, even though it was short that you, your team has ever had. Like what, what, what were, what were they going to do? Yeah. Like, you know, like trade away your, one of your, one of your top players for a couple picks, just so something that could have happened later. Like oh. you, you had, you had no choice with Zach, but with Morgan, it's like, you need Morgan Riley this yeah, year. Yeah. You need him. He's yeah. your top guy. He's the guy who eats the most minutes on your team. What are you gonna do? Train him halfway through the season? Like, well, I think I think you gotta that, re-sign him. But I think I think that depends on where. Oh my God! Could you imagine a scenario? Yeah, if they're awful. Dude, could you imagine a scenario where we're in like December, January, and they're like they're out of it? Like, oh my God! Yeah, what is gonna happen in this city if that there is might be a mid-season firing? Oh my God! So like, anyways, I just yeah. Could this? Yeah, no. We'll, I'll, I'll ask you after. I'll ask you. I'm after. coming from that place of like he's. He's a cornerstone. Pe- like, listen. Oh, Rob, he he's. He, I love Zach Hyman. He's arguably the most important player on the team, other than Matthews, obviously. But. I love Zach Hyman. You love Zach Hyman. He was a part of the core. He was like, they're going to miss him so much. But you look at the deal the Oilers gave him, and you're like, oh, okay, no. yeah. And you're no, like, no, yeah. No. And you're like, they couldn't okay, do that. Man. No. They could. So I can. So it's not can, worth it. Yes. It's not, I love Zach. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. So you look at that, and you're like, okay, I can get my head around why we're not going to give Zach Hyman that that money. Morgan Riley is like, you are, you're screwed if if you lose Morgan Riley. Yeah. Screwed. And I know that there's people who are like, well, Sandine will come up and take us. Dude, how long does it take? It takes defensemen a long time to develop in the National Hockey League. So if you think Rasmus Sandin is going to step in (sighs) next year and take Morgan Riley's spot, you're crazy. He's like half the skater that Morgan Riley is. You know, like I look at Rasmus Sandin, I see great offensive tools, but I also see a lot of shortcomings, you know? Like we're not exactly, we don't have a number one in our hands here, you know? Like, yeah, I don't like that take that he's going to replace Riley. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. That's going to be a huge storyline, how yeah. it plays out. Like, what you watch camp this week, he's going to get, I'm talking Morgan Riley, he's going to get peppered with questions about, yeah. like, what about your contract? What about your contract? Anyways, what what were you going to say there? I said, okay, so everyone is talking about their excitement level going for the season. Everyone's pissed off. They're not excited. They want to watch. And then you just mentioned, what if December comes around and they're brutal yeah. and, like, they're done and, like, they're talking about, replacing people and trading people like do you think like this is the year if they go out and really suck that like some leaf fans or will be like done like you know, i you know? i think so yeah you talk to a couple so. old veterans and they're like yeah i was done after the 80s or whatever yeah. i stopped i just stopped watching like if they go out and suck and it's like they almost have to like go into like a mini retool like if they after so, experiencing no success at all, like so, it's gonna be so so listen, hell on earth. So listen, here here's what I'm thinking. Here here's here's my honest opinion on it. If if there's like a catastrophic meltdown in mid, like the only way people are gonna get fired in season is if it's like cataclysmic like 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 what was happening with babcock a few years ago where they oh, like yeah, that remember was... that remember that saturday night in pittsburgh where they went out and it was like what am i watching yeah and then and then babcock got 
That was a team quitting. Yes, after yeah. yeah. So if that if something like that happens, then so I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. At the end of the day, here's the thing. This is like man, like I don't envy the situation Kyle Dubas is in because your job. Is and and the same goes. One guy who I still do not think is taking enough heat is Brendan Shanahan. He and Kyle Dubas are hand in hand when it comes to this. For me, you both of your jobs are riding on this team winning a playoff round. And as you said earlier, you got to make the playoffs in this division yeah, first. Yeah. So like, if you don't even make the playoffs, bye bye. Yeah. What happened last time they played in this division, the season that got postponed? They weren't going to make the playoffs. They, they weren't, and technically they didn't. They got eliminated in the qualifying round. Yeah. Like, we all look at that as like, oh, five first-round exits in a row. Actually, it's a preliminary yeah, exit. Yes, like yes. losing in the wild-card game. Yes. So Baseball. So, anyways, I just, it's going to be so, like, man. Man, I, I was while you're speaking there, just one more thought about the team. I'm looking at this roster here. You know what name I look at and I say this guy better play out of his goddamn mind? Who? John Tavares. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You got a 30 year old captain who who kind of gets by on his like great personality, just kind of a beauty. But I'm looking at 11 million for four more years for a guy who's 30. For a guy who I think is completely overpaid for what he does, even though he's a beauty, but I'm looking at it like this, this dude better have a good year, yeah. you know, yeah. like if this guy goes out and sucks and, and can't score and trouble. he's going eight games without a goal, like, if, like if he plays out of his mind, this team, if he plays like an elite hockey player, they're good. But mm-hmm. if he goes out and he's goalless through a couple games throughout the season, they're, they're in trouble. Yeah. Like they're, they're in trouble. All right. Um, I wanted to have some fun before we wrap up this week. And so I'm going to throw to you here and I'm going to say, we're going to do a quick pivot for the next five minutes. This is talking Jays. Okay. I want you to talk to me about the Toronto blue Jays. Cause you're right. Like we've been one of the great, um, healers of the leaf collapse has been this Toronto blue Jays team and what a joy they are to watch and how exciting they are. And so I just want to take a few minutes here and I want you to just talk to me about the Toronto blue Jays. Well, don't look now, but now they're a half game out. Yeah. But it, the Toronto blue Jays, I feel like with baseball in the city, it's not like hockey. It's everybody's hockey's ingrained in us, right? Like everything's just leafs, leafs, leafs. It's all NHL, whatever. But the Blue Jays, it's like when the Blue Jays are playing well, everybody in the city for some reason just like comes together and it's just fired up because yes. there's nothing better than a good baseball team. and There's nothing shittier than a shit baseball team. Yep. So, I mean, they went on a magical run to get in back into the wild card, but all it really has done is just gotten them back like into the race. It's like you win all those games, you go 15 and two, whatever they did, and you would think that would get you out to a lead that you could hold on to in the wild card. But like now because of that, they're going to have to fight for their life. Like now the race really starts for this team. Like they go out, they, they, they lose to Minnesota in the first game and now they're a half game back. So 
it's kind of a restart starting now. Like now they have to go on another run just to get in the wild card, you know, but just a joy to watch, Mm. you know, like young guys who are actually performing, who are studs, veterans who've come in, who have brought a veteran presence, who have performed your $150 million players been injured half the year and you're still the top like one of the best run differentials in the league, one of the top scoring teams, most home runs. The pitching has finally come around for this franchise. And if I had to play kind of say we've been doing talking Jays for the past four years, four years ago, we would have been talking about everyone thinks Shapiro and Atkins are complete idiots. Mm, yeah, They're not. No. Because look at this team now. Yeah. They're set up for the next five years. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 a team that, like making the playoffs in baseball is way more of an accomplishment than in hockey. Yeah. Like we expect a first round victory in the NHL. In baseball, we'll be stoked if we get to a wild card game. Yeah. But if you look at this roster, you look at the age, you look they have a, the the best superstar in the league in my opinion, and they're just a damn exciting team to watch and I really hope they can get there, but they're still fighting. So listen, even if they don't, it's been an exciting season and they grind it all the way through. And to your point earlier, they're set up for success for the next five years. And sure, there's conversations that are going to need to happen in the off season with respect to Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon. And, but at the same time, it's like they're the, the pieces are there and it's, it's not like it, it's not like we're sitting here saying that like Matthews and Marner and stuff don't perform during the regular season. They totally do. Yeah. But it's like you just like Vlad Guerrero. Like there is no if you're going to look at all of Toronto sports. OK. And you're going to say who's the biggest stud out of any of those teams. It's not close. It's yeah. Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's just yeah. he's just first of all, it's the name. Yes, like I just know. being the junior yeah. of one of the coolest baseball players of all time, and yeah. Vlad Senior. I love Vlad Senior. Yeah, like he's right up there for one of my favorite players of all time. But like just the, just the like like legend of him coming up through the minors, hitting four hundred one season, yep. coming in, kind of like sucking. Mm-hmm. Like came in in twenty nineteen, didn't play a full season, but like kind of sucked. And then 2020, like, kind of sucked. And then coming into this season, people were asking if if he could be trusted at first base. Is he a power guy or is he an average guy? It's it's unreal to think about that conversation because now he's both. Now he's hitting 318. He's got 46 bing bongs. Like, the guy is... (laughs) The guy is unbelievable. Like if they go, if you go through like all the OPS on base, blah, 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 all through he's he's first in everything. Yeah. What a, what a season. And and just the, it's the name. It's, it's, he's just oozing charisma. Like, you know, like he's, yeah, he is. You haven't gotten a chance to like hate him yet. Yeah. You know, like it's just, he is like the definition of a superstar. Yeah. Like it's, it's been fun. And even like Bo, like Bo, that guy can, fl- I don't love him at shortstop, but that guy can flat out hit, yeah. you know, there's another, there's your added other franchise piece who, who's, he, he's who's a such a, him man. and Vladdy are such a great contrast together. Yeah. They're both like such cool looking dudes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then awesome. you got like Tay Oscar, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like they're, they're just a likable baseball yeah. team, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I, I really hope they can get there, but 
You're going up against the two most like powerful franchises and like almost like all the sports. But here's what I'll tell you. If they don't get there, I don't think people are going to be looking at the season as a failure. And, and, and you know why? Because you, you look at, and and not to, not to make, we just had a really positive conversation about the blue Jays. So I don't want to turn this and make this a negative thing, but like you look at what is the biggest criticism that Mitch Marner that that was lobbied at Mitch Marner in that Hab series. Where the hell were you? Yeah. If the Blue Jays don't make the playoffs, I don't think people will be upset because this team leaves it on the field every single day. And there's there's no way you can question that. And their superstars show up when they need them to show up. Yeah. And that is you can sit here and say Listen, I, I I said it off the top of the episode. I think if you're somebody who's going to personally attack Mitch Marner, if you see him in public or, or comment on his Instagram, I think you're a friggin' goof and mm-hmm. you need help. But criticism of where the hell were you is absolutely warranted. Yeah. And he's got to spend this year. It's on you, dude. It's on you this year to go out and show us like, yeah, you know what? I didn't have a great series against the Montreal Canadiens, but I'm back this year and I'm in a new headspace and I'm going to take this league over and be the player that everyone knows I dude, can. He be. can take this yes. league over. Yes. Like that's how freaking talented this kid is. Yes. Like he's on, dude, he's probably gonna be on the top line of like team Canada. Yes. Yes, like, the yeah. dude is like could take over the league, no problem. It's just what you said. You got to you got to show up when it matters. Yep. So that's gonna do it for episode one of season four. Yeah. Thanks everybody for checking us out. If you like what you see, head to our Instagram at Talking Buds Podcast. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like and subscribe button below. And if you're listening to the audio on Spotify or iTunes, hit that subscribe button and leave a little review at the bottom. Ryan and I are huge fans of when you leave a review. It's freaking awesome. We will catch you guys next week. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.